the book of Haggai is one of one of the smallest books, and uh, as you know, this book contains only two chapters, and uh, the book of Haggai. is i'm not sure here and there i have heard sermons from the book of haggai but otherwise i would say it's a book that is largely ignored like many other books the haggai the book of haggai the prophecy of haggai along with that of zechariah is addressed to the people who returned from exile I I hope by now you know many of the milestones in Israel's history. Let me do refresh it again. 720 and 21 the northern Israel went into exile. And uh, in 597 and 587 two 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 attacks by the Babylonians the southern kingdom of Judah went into exile as well and 538 is a big starting point is a significant starting point because that's a year when the babylonians fell and uh, then uh, the cyrus the persian took over the babylonian empire or extended or came the babylon babylonians came under the the control of the persians And in that year Cyrus let all the people there in his kingdom the people exiles from different nations to return to their own countries and especially Judah that is people of Judah exiles from Judah were allowed to go back and build their temple so this is what we call the post exilic period so we have the monarchic period the or we can say the divide the history of israel in various periods we say the called period of united monarchy that's the days of david and solomon when there was one kingdom and from the days of rahabam and jeroboam in the north we call it the united uh, divided kingdom and after divided in the fall of samaria in 720 or 21 we call that uh, then we have the history of jura only and from 597 587 those two big, uh, period, uh, events of attack devastation destruction of jerusalem and the temple subsequently we call it the exilic period and 538 onwards we call the post exilic period when people returned to jerusalem by the permission of cyrus the great the persian to build their temple and to live there but not all of them came together the the return from exile continued might have happened in different waves of migration so the first migrants came in 538 so the first wave of migration started in 538 they started building so the context of uh, the context of hagai and sakaria which we are going to do next week the next class is building the temple they started building the temple but they dropped the plan soon because of various reasons we don't know what are what are the reasons they laid the foundation but they soon dropped the idea however by the combined effort of two prophets hagai and sakaria who encouraged them the work continued 
and it was completed in 516 BC. Now, both of them, especially this book that we are going to study, Haggai motivates Zerubbabel. Joshua the priest, we'll learn more about them later. And the other returnees to renew their efforts to complete the work of the restoration. And it was done. So, that is the content of this book or it's, it's a summary of this book. So, it was written after the return and it is to encourage, the purpose is to encourage them to, to resume the work of the temple and the work was completed and that is this, that's the summary of this book and we'll look into the details. Now, <clears throat> the name Haggai means, Hag means festival. Haggai means festel, that is some celebration. We don't know why. Was it his real name or the name that the editor gave to this man or the messages or not? It was probably, probably he, named, he was given this name Haggai because he was born on one of the festivals of Israel. Or maybe his prophecies, the second, another reason could be that it anticipates the restoration of festivals in Israel in the new temple. Haggai received the revelation between late August and mid-December of 520. We will see that more in more detail in the first verse. So, if the book, all the prophetic books are edited by later editors to, give, to present in the present form. So, if the book is edited or if it is the, oh, I mean, uh, the, the what you can say, the first draft of what it is, what, what Haggai gave, whichever way, if it is edited, it might have happened before 515, after the completion of building the temple. Now, let's look into the details by looking through most of the important verses in the, which will throw light on what I said so far. More light, more details will add. Verse 1 says, it gives us information about the context, the date of his ministry and introduces the main characters in this prophecy, who features in this prophecy. Haggai chapter 1 verse 1. In the second year of Darius the king, in the sixth month, on the first day of the month, the word of the Lord came by the hand of Haggai, the prophet, to Zerubbabel, the son of Shealtiel, governor of Judah, and to Joshua, the son of Jehoshadak, the high priest. Now, it is in the, the, the second year of Darius, the king. So this is Darius, the Persian king. He ruled from 522 to 486 BC. He is called Darius I. It is, this is the general actually who captured, see Cyrus was followed by, succeeded by his son Cambyses who ruled from 532 to 522, 12 years. But he was assassinated by the aristocrats in the Persian Empire and the one who led that coup, the military general was Darius, Darius I. So he reigned from 522 to 4, 586. 
and the prophecy says it is dated in the second year of Darius's reign which means it is in 520 now Darius is the king who supported the building of the temple we know that from the book of Ezra these books are all contemporary with each other book of Ezra 5:6 says 5 chapters 5 to 6 says that Darius provided them support to build the while the temple now the first chapters the as i said it gives the date the audience and the, what the problem so second verse says now this is the date thus says the lord of hosts these people say the time has not yet come to build to rebuild the house of the lord so the prophecy the date of the prophecy is the second year of darius the king and what is the concern because the people's reluctance to build the temple or to restart or resume the building of the temple they might have given up by laying the foundations and then something might have happened some political intervention or mis- discouragement or something like that so the people are <coughs> complacent saying that it is not time yet to build that temple the house of the lord so commentators calculate the date as august 29 520 bc uh, this is one of the prophetic books which can be dated very clearly without any complications because the dates are very clearly given and we know the persian records as well we know the secular history so we can actually determine all this so if this is if this is true that if it is august 29 520 bc this is significant in various ways number one it is the first day of the new new moon festival which israel celebrated first chronicles 23 31 talks about the new uh, a list of festivals and moon new moon festival was one of them you know they start that is when the that's the first day of the lunar month of the lunar calendar and it is also if you take jeremiah chapter 50 to 12 as a reference this is 3 weeks after the anniversary of the destruction of the temple in jeremiah chapter 50 to 12 jeremiah writes in the 5th month on the 10th day of the month that was the 19th year of king nebuchadnezzar i'm reading jeremiah 50 to 12 king of babylon Nebuchadnezzar the captain of the bodyguard who served the king of Babylon entered Jerusalem and within a few, then and he destroyed it so that will be 3 weeks after the anniversary of the destruction of the temple so these are very significant this is the first month when he received the first month of the uh, uh, of the lunar month that he received the uh, revelation from god to encourage the people to and it's also the Three weeks after the anniversary of the destruction of the temple. Now, I already mentioned about uh, as described Darius the Persian king who ruled from 522 to 486. Then Zerubbabel. Zerubbabel is called the son of he uh, uh, Jeho. Sorry, let me read that verse again. The prophet Zerubbabel. to Haggai the prophet to Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel the governor of Judah Zerubbabel is the governor of Judah 
he is the son of sheltian and thus he is in the royal dynasty of david they are like the grandson uh, his father's father his grandfather was the last king of juda before exile that is jehoiachin was taken as prisoner and his uncle sedekiah was made the king who reigned for 10 years and then he was uh, against the second destruction happened the temple was destroyed in 587 so jehoiachin so jehoiachin was the last king in the king was taken to prison he also he is also called jehoiakim as well and i think he is also called jeconia or in chronicles or i mean i mean alternatively in biblical records so serubabel is from the royal line he is the descendant of david through jehoiachin his grandfather so and uh, i don't yeah okay Ezra says the book of Ezra also mentions these two characters the book of Ezra which is also uh, deals with matters of this con- this period of the returned exiles Ezra 3:1 to 2 when the seventh month came and the children of Israel were in towns the people gathered as one man to Jerusalem then arose Joshua the son of jo- Josadak just note the spelling differences but in hebrew it is it's it's the same with his fellow priests and zerubbabel the son of shealtiel was the son of the last king said jeconia before the exile with his kinsmen and they built the altar of the lord god of israel to offer burnt offerings on it as it is written in the law of moses this is i'm reading ezra chapter 3 verses 1 to 2 Now the next character is Joshua. He is the high priest and the son of Jehoshaphat. And many biblical records like Zechariah 3:1, 8 and 6:11, First Chronicles 6:11 to 15 is traces his ancestry to through Sadoc to Aaron. So he was an Aaronic priest who returned from exile with zerubbabel so we have two leaders here one is zerubbabel who is the royal leader he is he was also appointed as the governor of judea the the, the persian province of judea judea became judea became a province of uh, persia so he was appointed as the governor and he was also given the responsibility to build the temple the royal authority and assisted by the priest that is joshua so don't uh, confuse this joshua with the joshua that we find in uh, as the as the servant junior to moses this is a different joshua altogether the people are postponing the building of the temple i think it's resumption of building the temple probably they have met up when they came in 538 by 520 that they had 18 years they might have done some work on the temple because because Ezra says they started offering built the altar so it probably is not rest it is basically restarting the work so the prophecy comes after 18 years a lapse of 18 years after the return 538 and 520 the first part concern is their wrong priorities 
why delay either in building or resuming the building we are not very sure i am not sure whether it is resuming the building whether it is starting the building altogether new it's because the returnees had wrong priorities the people are occupied with building their own comforts then building the temple for example their first priority when they came from babylon was to find out where their ancestors have lived at 70 years ago where their estates were and to resume to revive them or to build their houses and build their comforts see what we know about exiles the 70 years they flourished we say they were slaves in babylon and all that but they probably were the first generation but the second generation like we see migration patterns of migration in modern modern world they might have flourished now they might have been businessmen and agriculture and good they were rich we know that the babylonian jews even now they are very very rich people so they were interested in building their comforts so agai addresses them very directly he says verse 4 verse chapter 1 verse 4 is it a time for you yourself to dwell in in your paneled houses while this house ruins lies in ruins the question is and you can read that entire section entire chapter all these uh, eight verses chapter 1 3 to 11 so their interest was to build their new houses in this in this uh, place and uh, maybe revive their farms or start some uh, farming or things like that build their businesses in the new place so the question directly to them is when the lord's house lies in ruins is it time for you to dwell in your paneled houses now he goes on to explain that the lack but though they are seeking their comfort they don't have enough they are facing severe poverty they don't prosper at all in materially so hagai Hag- explains to them that the reason why you don't prosper though you want to prosper and establish yourself materially is the reason is your neglect of god's the matters of god you neglect the matters of god that is why you have you lack things no uh, let me read um, chapter 1 5 to 6 now therefore thus says the lord of hosts consider your ways you have sown much but harvested little your 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 agriculture is not producing enough yielding enough you eat but you never have enough that you are not satisfied you drink but you never have your fill and this could be metaphorical we must know that you clothe yourself but no one is warm because whatever your efforts are not okay and he earns wages does not put them into a bag with holes that you don't have savings so what what hagai is trying to say is that your efforts are not producing the expected results all their labor goes in vain the reason is that you neglect the work of god you know he directly addresses them and 
but that is not only a contamination it's an observation that hagai makes that is the lack why you are not prospering though you want to your efforts are not yielding because you don't honor god so hagai doesn't stop there he goes on to tell them in verses 1 to 7 7 to 8 chapter 1 7 8 to encourage them to collect building materials and build the temple the ministry of hagai and sekaria is very crucial in the history of israel they had a temple see we should know that the moabites and ammonites and edomites and the philistines were also taken to exile by the babylonians in different stages they did not go back to build their temples they did not their their whole religion ended with that they survived in some form but like jerusalem temple only the jews built their temple only the jews and so the 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 see the, the salvation history god's uh, salvation of the history of god's salvation there is a very important link this building this effort of building the temple reestablishing the worship that's a very very important link that is why hagai and sekaria and serubabel and joshua ezra and nehemiah are very important for god's plan of salvation okay coming back say hagai encourages no number 1 hagai condemns them for their lack of interest in the building the temple but also points out all their efforts to build their own comforts is futile is not going to yield anything so he encourages them to go and start it by build collecting building materials chapter 1 verse 7 and 8 this says the lord of hosts consider your ways go up to the hills and bring wood and build the house that i may take pleasure in it and that i may be glorified says the lord you know so he encourages them see go and get wood from the forest and uh, start building now hagai's encouragement charge had a desired effect that is what chapter 1 12 to 15 tells us it elicited a positive response from the people then was 12 to 15 i'm going to read the whole four verses then serubabel the son of zealtiel and joshua the son of jehoshadak the high priest with all the remnant of the people that is the people who returned obeyed obeyed the voice of their lord god and the words of hagai the prophet as the lord their god had sent him and the people feared the lord then hagai the messenger of the lord spoke to the people with the lord's message a word of encouragement and strengthening them verse 13 i am with you declares the lord and the lord stirred up the spirit of zerubbabel the son of shealtiel and repeats the genealogy ancestry is being repeated governor of judah and the spirit of joshua the son of jehoshadak the high priest and the spirit of all the remnant of the people and they came and worked on the house of the lord of hosts their god on the 24th day of the month in the 6th month in the second year of darius the king so from this details we know that the work started 
on September 21st. That is a few weeks later Haggai started preaching this word. He the message came to him in August. And within a, within a month's time the work started on the temple in September August and September 21st. This is how the the scholars have calculated the dates. Now once the temple was built there is a comparison of the two temples see it's it's around not exactly 70 years it could be something between 68 to 70 years of exile so let us take the round figure 70 years so the person who saw the temple when he was 5 years and can who can remember the the temple that solomon built which was finally destroyed by fire by the babylonian army he could he must be now 75 years if he was 10 years when he saw the destruction of the temple in 587 then he must be now about 80 So there may be a lot of 80 year old people there. There could be even 90 year old people who could remember the glory of the former temple. So when this was built this was by all means not as glorious as the temple that Solomon built with all his wealth and glory and wisdom and all that. So chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 says that The latter temple does not did not meet match in glory with the one that was destroyed. This prophecy, you see. Now let me read uh, Haggai chapter 1 2 1 to 3. In the 7th month, this this prophecy comes in October 17, 520. So August begins the work. September they uh, dedicate the temple in October this prophecy that I am going to read from chapter 2 1 2 3 comes okay in the 7th month on the 21st day of the month the word of the lord came by the hand of Haggai the prophet speak now to Zerubbabel the son of Shealtiel the son of governor of Judah and Joshua the son of Jehoshadak the high priest and to all the remnant of the people and say who is left among you who saw who saw the this house in its former glory how do you see it now is it not as nothing in your eyes it look like in comparison this is nothing in their eyes but this see the book of esra gives us some insight that even when they laid the foundations of the new temple which we call the second temple uh, in the book of esra even when the people who saw the foundations being laid they were so discouraged you know there's a mixed feelings some people were excited in the days of esra that oh wow we are going to build the temple but the people the 80s and uh, people in the 80s and 90s or 70s or sorry 80s let's say 80s and 90s or something like that 
they said no why are you excited this is when compared to the former temple this is nothing now let me read that verse verse esra 3 12 to 13 now the book of haggai tells us the picture of the mixed feelings of frustration and excitement of the people who saw the completed building in the days of zerubbabel and joshua book of esra uh, describes the feelings of the people when they saw the foundation itself when the seventh month came and the children of israel were in their towns that is when they returned the people gathered as one man to jerusalem then arose then then arose joshua the son of josadak we what who we meet now and his fellow priests and zerubbabel the son of shealtiel with his kinsmen and they built the altar of the lord of israel to burn offerings in his former glory and uh, I, i think i read the wrong passage here but when they saw that isra says when they saw the they wept some people wept okay now i'll come to that was a little later and then <clears throat> the next few verses god admits says this is nothing when compared to the previous verse which we read this is nothing compared to the former solomonic temple but he knows the next work, uh, the next ministry oracle is to encourage zerubbabel and joshua who might have been dispirited by the poor show they put up so they were also you know the we wanted to build but we cannot build as exiles a temple like the former glory but we did this and this is not a good show so this is every time we have also have the feeling we want to do something great but we can't do it and then that becomes a very poor show now this specific word this is very very important uh, in understanding the book of haggai yet now it's chapter 2 verses 4 to 5 Yet now be strong O Zerubbabel declares the Lord be strong O Joshua son of Jehoshadak the high priest be strong all you people of the land the three groups of people the royal uh, the, the the royal leadership the high priest and the people who supported them declares the Lord work he encourages for I am with you declares the lord of hosts according to the covenant that i made with you when all you came out of egypt my spirit remains in your midst fear not so this is a message to zerubbabel and the entire team who are committed to building the temple that they should not settle they should not be dispirited they shouldn't be discouraged that their work is poor in its uh, appearance in its show but god says that i am going to the following verses he says i am going to bring glory to it to its former glory <laughs> so by amassing wealth from the nations he says you built a thing but whatever you have but i the rest is my work that is how it is he says you did what you could do but i am going to restore it to, to former glory by amassing wealth from the nations chapter 2 verse 6 to 9 for thus says the lord of hosts yet once more in a little while i will shake the heavens and the earth now he is talking in hyperbolic language or very symbolic language 
and the earth and the dry land and i will shake all nations so that the treasures of all nations shall come in and i will fill this house with glory thus says the lord of hosts the latter glory of the house shall be greater than the former says the lord of hosts and in this place i will give peace declares the lord of hosts now god's promise is that at what the temple that zerubbabel and joshua and the people built structurally doesn't measure up to the standard of the solomonic temple but god says that's my job and i will do that by bringing the wealth the the, the riches of the nations into this temple and this will be a glorious temple now with the with the hindsight we can see this prophecy was fulfilled now this is what we call the second temple and you know this second temple also has a name another name the temple of heroth the temple of heroth and the second temple that zerubbabel built are the same but heroth the great who died in bc 4 who was the king during jesus's birth was also called Herod the Great and the Great Builder. We know from when Jesus said, pull this temple down and I will build it within three days. The people said it has taken 40 years to build this temple. But it is not building the temple took 40 years. It is the Herod was modifying the temple that Zerubbabel built. For 40 years he was actually, he built the, the fortress of Antonia, and uh, he added more complexes to it and it became so he kept on building modifying the temple so that the people loyal to herod said this is the temple of herod so some bible readers mis- make a mistake there is no temple of herod herod did not herod did not build a temple herod only added to the existing temple and that is called the second temple first temple solomon built second temple zerubbabel and the team built and herod only modified the temple which actually fell to the romans in ad 70 and there is no third temple and there is not going to be a third temple at all according to the new testament and uh, he says that i'm going to see you did what you could do but leave it the rest to me glorifying it beautifying it that leave it to me don't worry about it what you have started what you have done for my name i take it and i am going to add to it so this will outsmart outwit outshine the one that he had built and that was what it was but it took many years for the temple of herod to stand there in all its glory that temple is destroyed but still we have some foundations there some archaeologists have found some arches and uh, that was the temple of uh, the second temple or herod's temple now see here the, the, this is uh, prophecy probably is dated in uh, december 18 520 bc now in between god also tells them what is the most important thing in life with god 
you know now what is important in life with god is not what we do for god do what you could and leave the remaining for god to complete decorating the temple filling its chambers with wealth and adding more buildings to it facilities to it don't worry about it start worshiping god but worship god in holiness so here is a prophetic word in chapter 2 10 to 14 hegai uses a parable a parable of holy meat if a person carries if someone carries holy meat in the fold of his garment oh chapter 2 10 to 14 and touches his fold bread or stew or wine or oil of any does it become holy no they said no that is you bring holy meat holy offering and touch it with the garment where you bring that food touches something or will it will that object become holy no it will not become holy no that's simple logic then hagai asks another question if someone who is unclean by contact with dead body or anyway that is in the in the law does it it become unclean will that become unclean if it so why the law says that whatever an unclean person touches will be unclean so the priest would say it doesn't become unclean an unclean person see a, a holy object will not make another object holy but an unclean object will make another unclean a, a clean object even unclean so then in 14th verse hagai concludes so it is with this people and with this nation before me declares the lord and so with every work of their hands and what they offer there is unclean you know why what they offer in the new temple is unclean because they are unclean because they are unholy so the implication is that they need to be holy so that their offerings are acceptable to god they cannot make themselves holy by their offerings but their offerings will become unclean if they are unclean if they are not so this is a appeal god is god is saying that you know it's a correction that is just having a building is not enough personal holiness keeping our life clean before god is is very very important this is a passing thought but it's a profound thought in and then he goes on to say that he is going to bless them see remember the, the hagai opens the prophecy saying that you don't have enough you have you are poor you are not prospering you lack because you neglect the work of god now hagai comes back in the last chapter verse 15 to 19 to say now since you have done what you are supposed to do for god i'm going to bless you the four verses is very important let me see that it compares the former state and before the work started there was poverty lack of resources and now once the work is started not completed even started god has started blessing them when they work when they gave priority to the work of god 
verses 15 chapter 215 now consider from this day onward that's the laying the foundation day onwards before stone was placed upon stone in the temple of the lord that means you started building the stone how did you fare when one came to a heap of 20 measures there were but 10 before the building see that thing when came to the wine vat to draw 50 measures there were but 20 the wine vat was almost empty i struck struck you with all the products of your toil with blight and mildew and with hail yet you did not return to me now once the foundation stone is laid verse 18 says now things are going to be different when you have your interest has changed from your self benefits when your priorities change from you to god this is going to be a difference in your life consider from this day onward from the 24th day of the 9th month that is when this is building is beginning to resuming the building since the day or the foundation of the lord's temple was laid consider is the seed yet in the barn yes the answer is yes because they have eaten well and they also have seed to sow for the next season indeed the wine the fig tree the pomegranate and the olive tree have yielded nothing but from this day on i will bless you because your priorities have changed they left before they started building the temple but they have plenty but god is going to bless them from now on there is a drastic dramatic change that is going to happen no god says now the uh, prophecy so the, here is the the impact the, the the thrust of the prophecy that is it compares chapter 1 with chapter 2 when people who are self interested completely absorbed in their own prosperity disregarding god's house which should be the center of their life they lacked they did not enough but now when their interest changed when they started building god had started blessing them the prophecy it ends with endorsing serubabel and and so he of the sovereignty of the lord and reassuring the sovereignty of the lord and making serubabel a royal giving serubabel some royal authority verse 20 the last verses the word of the lord came a second time second time to hagai on the 24th day of the month speak to zerubbabel this is a personal word of encouragement to zerubbabel who the governor of judah persian governor of judah who gave leadership i am about to shake the heavens and the earth and to overthrow the throne of kingdoms i am about to destroy the strength of the kingdoms of the nations and overthrow the chariots and their riders and the horses and their riders shall go down he is also using the imagery from the book of exodus that means he is going to bring call the nations into judgment on that day declares the lord of hosts i'll take you o zerubbabel my servant the son of shealtiel he reassures him declares the lord and make you like a signet ring 
signet ring is a ring that is used to stamp documents it's a sign of royal authority for i have chosen you declares the lord of hosts and that's the conclusion of the book of haggai reassuring three things or two things one god's sovereignty over the nations he rules the nations all these empires will come to an end which is the vision that daniel picks up and partly zechariah picks up all these are from the same period of post exilic period no empire will stand because a small stone will destroy the big idol that is feet of clay and that stone will become large and rule or completely fill that is the vision daniel has now zerubbabel he says i will giving you authority royal authority but zerubbabel never became the king in judah there was after zedekiah there was no king jewish king ruled judah though they had independence during the maccabean period the kings of the maccabean dynasty were only they were priests not from the not from the house of david then gentiles ruled over them but this prophecy relates to messiah the king of uh, son of david jesus christ now this message i think the book of haggai is a message who have for those who have plans for god godly plans wanted to do something for god but when they lack lose their spirit there are times pioneers people who planned churches out of the blue have a vision but don't see any anything feasible the feasibility is low the vision is high voltage vision but the feasibility human feasibility is very very low nor doesn't exist some people have to set out to do what god want to them to do for their lives but there will be discouragement they will have to flow through a long period of discouragements dispirited thing people putting becoming blank wet blank and so on their spirit but for them the book of haggai like zerubbabel and joshua who had to give up their plans when they lack public support when they lose their own vision when they are confused whether god has called me to do this or not god's promise to those who join hands with their leaders is to complete god's plans god's encouragement for those who are dispirited since they are not satisfied with what they could do some in one person's lifetime a pioneer may not see his work what his work is that in his full glory because the work of god evolves the kingdom of god is like a little yeast jesus said which leavens the whole dough kingdom of god is like a small mustard seed which grows in a large tree so that is the work of everything every work but we need we as god's partners in this world we need grace to see what god could do 
with the little that we offer to him but to do that with faith tremendous faith in god and tremendous commitment to the cause that god has called us just to believe in the sovereignty of god that it is not the business plans or project plans that we make it is the truth of being in the center of god's will that is what is important hagai says that if you attend to if you if you abandon ourselves let me use that word if we abandon ourselves to the work of god god takes charge of our lives and whatever meager things we do god takes over from there from there he will take over to bring it to fruition and to adorn it with his glory and for his praise hope the study in some way was helpful to you and me it was and continue to bless all of us